It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. with the uh, sudden burst right now. Not that they weren't good before, but, I mean, back-to-back road wins here is, uh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Especially in a place like Value City Arena, where uh, I believe they don't really have the the, the best record there. So uh, what's behind this uh, sudden burst? We'll talk to her about that and more. We've also got uh, Stephanie Scott and uh, Caitlin from Purdue Sports. we got a busy week of Purdue Sports for you to go and check out and uh, great promotions as well. So uh, we will get to all of that and more. Let's go ahead and get started uh, with some need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. Yeah, we really didn't have any scores from last night, did we? Like, Pacers didn't play, Bulls didn't play. Uh, Who else didn't? I mean, like, it was like the slowest Monday I think we've seen in uh, in some time, but uh, we still got some stuff to talk about today. How about girls' sectional hoops? They start tonight. Kokomo takes on McCutcheon. That is at the uh, sectional at Jeff. Mavs won the in-season matchup 38-35 back at Kokomo in early December. Also, Faith Christian is up tonight in Attica, taking on Clinton Central. Everybody else, the buys right now. We've got uh, men's hoops action back tonight in the Big Ten. Nebraska, a 14-point, fa- I'm sorry, a 14-point dog at Illinois. Whew, that's a lot of points. Indiana, a three-point road dog at Maryland. And Northwestern, a seven-point road dog at Iowa tonight. Oh boy, some real tough ones to pick. I don't know. I, I think I got to pick. I think I got to pick in that Indiana game. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. The other two, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Let's go over to football where Purdue's landed a commitment from Mondrell Dean. Edge rusher from West Virginia, 6'4", 223 star. He had offers from Cincinnati, West Virginia. He'll sign that LOI tomorrow, that letter of intent tomorrow. Remember, this is that next, if you heard uh, Tom Deanhart last week, this is that next uh, date to sign. The the window opens tomorrow. Purdue hoping it'll also get one from uh, Kendrick Gilbert, you know, that cathedral defensive lineman who was committed before the the, the Brahms stuff, the Brahms sense. Kentucky allegedly still a player here. He's recently visited both one more time, so let's see what happens with that. Into the NBA tonight, uh, the Bulls are back at it again. They will host the Clippers. Paul George company, a three-point road favorite against Chicago. I don't know who I really like in that one. That's a that's a 50-50 ball game right there. They haven't played it all this season. We'll see what happens. 
Like I said, it's a uh, it's a very it's a light day today because yesterday was super light in the need to know news. You had the weekend action, but I, like it was a Monday off. It was kind of nice, not gonna lie. But there really wasn't a whole lot of action last night to get into. Got action tonight though, and we can get into it. With my friends over at uh, DraftKings, you know I like to use those guys because uh, those have so many great promotions. They're going to do the NBA early win thing again here tonight. Your team goes up by 10 or more at any point. They're going to pay out that money line automatically. couple of games in the NBA to choose from. Again, We came up short on the Lakers last night. Stinks. Should have taken the uh, magic, but you know, it is what it is. If you wanted to take your Bulls, that's plus 130. It's not bad. I just I stress... Don't go and take, like, the Bucks at minus 520. It's just pure risk. It's not worth it to you. Yeah, they'll probably go up by the 10. But if I had to pick, and again, I, I did not do a good job of going back through and, and looking at these. The Bulls at home, that's a three-point game. I feel like that's something to get into. But, yeah, I don't want to mess around. I wouldn't take the Hornets either tonight on the long shot. I don't know if I would take the heat tonight. And uh, I'm not taking the Pelicans against the Nuggets to go up 10 at any point. Forget it. If you want to get into college basketball tonight here, let's get into some college basketball tonight. They do have a no-sweat NHL same-game parlay tonight, too, if you want to. No big boost on the basketball tonight, but I am going to go ahead and take the three points in Indiana tonight. I, I, I just... Look, during Big Ten play, Maryland 13th in the league in field goal percentage around the rim. You saw them struggle with Zach. And I think they're just going to turn around and do the exact same thing tonight, trying to defend Trace Jackson Davis, and it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah, they look good the last couple of games because they beat up on Wisconsin and Nebraska at home. Mind you. But go back and look at that box score uh, from the Purdue game. Zach Eady, 10 of 17, 16 rebounds, 24 points. And Trace Jackson Davis is still good. I just don't see who they're going to put on him that's going to be able to play him straight up. They're going to have to come down on the double team. That might open up a lot of shooting tonight for. Guys like Trey Galloway. But Indiana's been a lot, a lot better defensively as of late, I think. And they're real close to having Xavier Johnson back. I just get the, it feels like Indiana should be favored in this one. I mean, they're on a heater right now. I know it's got to end. I know they just weaseled by Minnesota. But they also went after Champagne and won by 15. So here against Maryland, I mean, look, my gut told me that Maryland should win this game because I thought they'd be physical enough on the inside. But they got Rice back down. He's looked good. 
And like I said, Maryland just struggles defending at the rim. And those are just the facts. You got to deal with that stuff. Maryland also 14-7 and against the spread this season, which is pretty darn good. But I don't think they get it tonight. Uh, I think they come up short. Go ahead and give me the Hoosiers, and uh, that way everything stays intact for that big matchup on Sunday. Uh, That'll be the play. That is my best bet for this evening. I don't really want to mess around with the other games. Illinois, am I really? That's 13 points. Against the, I know it's a bad Nebraska team. It's up to 14 now. Uh, My apologies. I thought it was 13. It's 14 points. I mean, when's the last time Nebraska beat somebody by 14 points? 10 against Wisconsin on the road, 9 against Ohio State, and 18 against Minnesota back at the beginning of January. They did beat, they already beat them by 26 out of Nebraska. Really? Maybe I do have to go with the 13 points then. It still feels like a lot. But at home at Champaign, I think you'd be better vested in just taking an Illinois team total over. Then you would mess with the over-under or the 14 points. It just it, it feels like a lot to me. Northwestern and Iowa. Oh, let's go. I love these type of matchups where you get two teams that do two different things. Well, they're in contrast of direct opposites. You know what I'm saying? Like Iowa, you know, is going to come out and shoot the lights out. That's what they do. Northwestern comes out and plays great defense. That's what they do. So who wins out? It's an excellent question. I tend to not get away from Iowa at home. My other issue here has been, too, is how many teams in Northwestern sitting there at two right now? How many teams get up there to that level where they're knocking on the door of Purdue and then they lose? Right, Rutgers was up there, they fell down. Uh, Michigan got up there, then they fell right back down. Wisconsin was up there, they fell down. Like Nobody seems to hold that 2-3 and three spot very well. And those teams that were at the bottom have worked their way back up, like Indiana and Illinois. But they just never seem to hold on there. I, I, I will take Iowa tonight. That'll give Purdue a three-and-a-half game lead minimum here by the end of the night. Now, Indiana, Illinois, both at 6-4, and four, and Northwestern at 6-3. and three. All three of those teams could lose tonight, theoretically, and then that would put Rutgers right back in the second spot, three-and-a-half games back, with at least four on everybody else. And Rutgers this week has Minnesota at home and Michigan State on Saturday. So there's a good chance uh, by the time we get to Saturday, you could have a four-game lead in the conference. I don't think it's very likely. But then again, I did tell you on the basketball show that I thought there was a pretty good chance by the time we got to February that you could have a three-game lead on the conference. 
So we'll see what happens. We'll be watching intently. We got a break. When we come back, Purdue women basketball's uh, Abby Ellis. The guard's been fantastic, averaging over 18 points uh, a game over her last five. This team is hot right now, coming off a couple of big road wins. We're going to talk to her next about this big matchup against Indiana on Sunday. Stay tuned. Got more of the Hammer Down Show coming up next. 1017 The Hammer. 101. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. We're over to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. And uh, our guest here, uh, senior guard for the Purdue women's basketball team, Abby Ellis, is on with us. Abby, first off, uh, congratulations here. Two big road wins over Illinois and then the big one uh, over number two, Ohio State, over the weekend. Uh, you, in particular, have been having a, really a great last five game, averaging like, like 18 points per game here. Um, is something all of a sudden just started to click for you guys? Is it just, uh, I mean, kind of explain what's going on here uh, with this team right now. Yeah, I think, um, you know, over, over the past two weeks, we've really um, knuckled down on what we want to be known for as a team and, you know, what our values are. And we've really, every day in practice, have gone hard, have listened to Coach. Coach has done a great job in being so supportive of us and playing to our strengths. And I think, you know, we kind of went out last week with nothing to lose. You know, they're ranked teams, so we, we just knew that we had a, a job to be done and play our best, play our game. And, and, and it worked, and I'm super proud of the girls, and KG coached amazingly. Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, she's something. I, I try to explain her energy uh, to folks, and and sometimes it's hard because she's got a calmness about her, but she just it, it just kind of like the energy exudes from her, doesn't it? I mean, it just radiates, and it's it's so infectious. I, I've never really experienced anything like it, to, to be around her and to watch her coach and just in general to be around her. She's, uh, well, she's something, isn't she? Yes, her energy is contagious, and she she gives us energy, and you know what? She gives us energy every day, and we just feed off of that, and I think that, you know, when we're winning, and even when we're winning or losing, she she still gives us 110% of her energy, her effort, and I think, you know, we really appreciate that that as players, and, you know, we hope to make her proud every time we step on that court. You know, we had her on, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago maybe, and we kind of talked about you guys got off to a great start, and then I know once we kind of got into conference play in the middle of December there, uh, the the turnovers were kind of racking up, these, these these little mental things there, but it seemed like maybe starting to turn the corner a little bit uh, into January that it was uh, getting a, a little bit better. Um, so kind of take me through January. You talked about the last uh, couple of weeks you guys have really been knuckling down. What, what are the things that you guys have really been focused on? You talked about you know, what you want to be known as uh, as a team. So what have been the real points of emphasis for you guys over the last several weeks? Um, the last several weeks, it's all been defense. It's, it, we're really focusing on personnel, who we're playing, um, and we have to play you know, 40 minutes of defense, um, stick to the scout, and, you know, in, in practice, we've been changing up our defense. We've been talking. We're loud. And I think that also gives us confidence when we step out on the court. We know what we're doing. We know who we're playing, how they're, how we're playing them. And it's just it's been really defensive um, focus. And offensively, we know we can score. Um, we know who our scorers are. And obviously, um, don't want as many turnovers as we had early January. But um, it's just knuckling down on scout, you know, our defense, our pressure. And I think it's, it's really come through. 
We're talking with Abby Ellis here on our Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, the women's team in Mackey on Sunday. Uh, tickets are almost sold out for that game in Mackey Arena against Indiana. Uh, another ranked opponent. And I can only imagine the confidence level that you guys seem to have. I mean, it's one thing to knuckle down and work on those things. But it's also another thing to be able to see the results from the work because I, I think you can put in a lot of the work there and not necessarily see the results reflected on a scoreboard. But uh, with two road wins like that against uh, ranked opponents, especially in a place like Value City Arena where the program hasn't uh, exactly uh, lit it up there over the last several seasons, uh, just talk about the confidence level that you guys uh, have with another ranked opponent here on the schedule. Oh, we're, we're coming in like all guns blazing. We know... Um, we have belief in ourselves that, you know, we, we can win. We can beat the number two team in the country. So, you know, we, we're up there with the big dogs and we can play at that level. And, you know, I use such a big game and at home, we're going to take that, you know, to heart. Like we've got to protect our house. We've got to protect Mackie. So this is a big game for us. We're super hyped and we're going to be locked in the rest of the week and, you know, bring that confidence um, to our play. Uh, how excited are you to play in potentially a, a sold out Mackie arena here, your biggest rival on the court? I mean, uh, it, it just it gets so loud. Uh, I know you guys probably don't get um, a, a lot of chances to get over and watch the men's team in, in Mackey because I know you guys travel and you guys have practice and all that stuff. But, uh, I mean, just how excited are you for that atmosphere here on Sunday? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, you know, we see, like, the only 1,500 tickets left, 500 tickets left, and we're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to sell out Mackey soon. It's, it's, we're super excited. It's going to be, like, electric in there and I think you know the crowd plays a major part in a basketball game you know helping teams get over a hump or anything like that so the Purdue fam is just amazing and we're so excited I think many of us have played in the atmosphere that's going to be Sunday so it's going to be a game to remember. Uh, I honestly think seared in your memory for all time uh, you will hit a three you will hear that crowd pop and you will hear Carson in the background shout Abby Ellis for three and that, that is something I think that will stay with you that that'll be a heck of a memory. Yeah, it is. It is. And to have, like, um, you know, my, my family come all the way from Australia to see that, to be there, and they're going to be there Sunday. It, it's a special it's a special game to me and to this program. And so it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Do you get your – I was reading your bio here, too. I didn't realize you, you have three sisters, huh? So it's four girls in that family. Do they get to come, too? Um, they, yeah, they take rotations every year. So my little sister's coming um, this week, and then last year was my older sister. So they kind of rotate. Um, but my mom always comes. She she loves watching me play, and you know they they get up early in the morning to watch me play. And I'm so blessed to have such a supportive family. All right, so we we've gone through all the tough questions here. Let's let's have the fun one here. Uh, I know folks are probably listening, maybe not familiar that you are from Australia. If you can't tell by the accent, one thing Americans love to do is try to do accents, and we're terrible at them. So I would like to know: Is there anybody on the team that tries to do an Australian accent with you? And is anybody any good at doing that Australian accent? I mean, I think most of my teammates try to. They they try to muck me. Um, I think Madison does a really good um, Australian accent when she um, it when she when I call out the play, she kind of calls out in that accent, and she's really good. Um, but they all they all just do it. They all just kind of hang crap and just do it, and it's it's funny at first, but you know sometimes it gets a bit old. Sometimes it gets well, a bit okay. old. I'm British, not Australian. <laughs> Okay. Uh, then can you do an American accent? Do you try to do an American accent, too? You you fire back with one of those? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, guys, my name's Abby. I play basketball. <laughs> and it's so hard to do. you got to throw a y'all in there, too. you gotta, you got to work on that. If you're going to be in the Midwest, you got to throw a y'all in there. And I think you got it. Yeah, it's it's tough to do. It's tough. <laughs> 
Well, Appy and the women's team, again, taking on Indiana this Sunday. They're coming off back-to-back road victories against ranked teams. you got to snag, uh, snag a ticket if you still can. Uh, they are almost sold out. Hurry up. Hit up PurdueSports.com, and you can see this squad. Uh, they are so much fun to watch play. Um, it's it just you got to get on the wagon now. And if you can't get out to this one on Sunday, there's still plenty of other games uh, when we get into February, Northwestern, Michigan State, Penn State. Uh, they all still have tickets available in the middle of February. Get out there and watch this team play. Abby, it's an absolute pleasure to watch you play and to have you on the program here. Best of luck. Boiler up this Sunday. I can't wait to see you guys get another victory. Thank you. Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 thehammercom We're back over to the Blue Fox City Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. And uh, there's Stephanie, there's Scott, there's Gaitland from Purdue Sports. They're all on with us here. A uh, great uh, week of activity coming up as we get into, I can't believe we're already in February, guys. This is, this is getting crazy here, right? I mean, we're hitting the home stretch for all the winter stuff. Uh, we're starting to even get a little peek at some spring stuff here as uh, we move along, and it all picks up again on Wednesday. Coach Shrewsbury's back in town. We're going to be taking on Penn State. I'm sure they're very excited to see Zach Eady again after what happened in the Palestra. But uh, can I get tickets to Wednesday night's men's basketball game? It is, it is sold out. Uh, <laughs> figures. Well, uh, I think they're – are we doing something cool before the game here with this Project 44 thing is going on? Yeah, so there will be uh, opportunities to sign up. Uh, Project 44 is basically just raising awareness for um, getting people to sign up for the Bone Marrow Registry. Um, so you'll be able to do that in Mackey before the game. Um, the game is a little bit earlier for a weeknight. starts at 6.30, so you want to make sure you get out and get into Mackey early tomorrow night. All right, that'll take us all the way into our weekend. Friday, there is a doubleheader over at the Schwartz. It's uh, both men's and women's tennis. And they will take on DePaul. That's the Chicago DePaul. I don't want anybody to get confused and think it's DePaul from here in Indiana. I hate when they do that. But uh, Schwartz Tennis Center, great place. And that's always free admission, isn't it? It is, yeah. We, like you said, doubleheader coming up on Friday for both men's and women's. Women's will start the day off at 1. Um, and men's will carry us into the evening at 6 against DePaul. Um, for that men's match, we are giving away tennis dress balls to the first 50 fans. So, kind of a fun free event to join for a, a fun little giveaway item. It is a tennis ball. It's a stress ball that looks like a, a tennis ball. Is that what it is? Yep. Why not it. just give him a tennis ball? You can squeeze that thing, too. <laughs> but it's not as squishy. It's a little more fun when it's an actual stress ball. Yeah, but I can actually throw the tennis ball for my dog, too, and then I'm like, bring it back there. That relieves my stress. <laughs> All Fair right. enough. I'll keep it in the back pocket. Fair enough. All right, let's get into Saturday here where, um, you know, there's a, a big basketball game down in Bloomington. That's great. Uh, excited about that. But uh, men's tennis is uh, back at home again. Uh, Dartmouth? Dartmouth yep. is going to come down here and think they can teach us how to play tennis? I don't think so. But that's, again, free to attend at 3 o'clock, correct? Yep, you'd be right. And it's also free admission as well. Nice. All right. Then uh, when you're done over there uh, with the taunting of the Dartmouths, uh, you can go over to Holloway Gymnasium uh, where wrestling is hosting Nebraska. Uh, I don't know a lot about wrestling, Scott, but I do know Nebraska tends to be a pretty good wrestling team and that Purdue could probably use your support in this one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's also at 6 p.m. Um, we'll be giving while, giving away Purdue ice scrapers. So, you know, it's a bit of a cold day here. So those will be coming in handy. So, um, that's free admission. Doors open at 5 uh, for wrestling against Nebraska. It's like 40 all next week. Who needs an ice scraper? Come on. It's springtime already. 
that's wishful thinking. <laughs> that's the first spring in Indiana. I know, I know. That's the first one. We still got two more to go here. How about uh, we the Sunday women's tennis hosting Tulsa over the Schwartz, and again, it is free to attend, right? Correct. Yes, they are taking on Tulsa at noon, so free for the weekend. Something fun to kind of start off your Sunday. All right, and then that's uh, takes you to two o'clock. Over at Mackey Arena, we got a big one. Coach Geraldson Company taking on Indiana. I believe they're ranked fourth in the country right now. They're coming off uh, Purdue as two road victories against ranked opponents, including number two Ohio State uh, over the weekend. And uh, are there still tickets available? I heard we're getting very close to a sellout on this. We are getting very close. So in this, I never thought I'd have. I actually get to say. It, so it's exciting to say this, but we are limited on tickets. So if you're going to get tickets. Buy them now before we're out. I'll tell you what, people are people are picking up on this team now. I'll tell you what, get on board while you still can and come on out and cheer on these ladies against the Hoosiers. Uh, they need all the help that they can get to uh, defeat them, and you're going to have a whole lot of fun when you go out there and watch Coach Sheryls and company. I'm telling you what, this, this roster's got a lot of fun players on it. It's going to be a good time and a great way to spend your Sunday afternoon. There's no football on or anything like that. Get out to Mackey. Pick up those tickets. Guys, where can they go get the tickets for the uh, women's basketball game, by the way? Produce That's so easy. Also, it's never too early to start thinking about your uh, football tickets as well. Yeah, that's correct. Our 2023 uh, football season tickets are already on sale. So if you're thinking about coming out to Ross Aid next year, now's a great time to go in and pick up those tickets. They start at just $126 um, for the full season per ticket. That second uh, high school signing day deadline is tomorrow, too. So that'll be uh, a great time to remind you to get on out there and pick up those tickets and uh, check out this new coaching staff as well. Guys, always a pleasure talking to you guys on a Tuesday. Sounds like a real fun week at Purdue Athletics. Boiler up. We'll see you next week. Boiler up. I want to thank those guys for being on, as always. Uh, thank you to Abby Ellis for being on here. It's the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer. All right. Um... There were some comments uh, this week from Maryland coach Kevin Willard. I saw this, and I didn't say anything yesterday about it, because I think that's when the the comments came out. I kept my mouth shut about it. But I I saw Jake Query put it out there. Great guy, by the way. I'm not mad at him or anything. He's just talking about it. Willard said on Trace Jackson Davis, who they play tonight, He's the best player in the country right now. He's more dominant than Zach Eady. That's saying something. I I hate that every day turns into like I have to we we have to defend Zach Eady through ridiculousness, through conspiracy theories, through stat manipulation. They just do not want. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to wake up by the end of the week and somebody's going to claim that he's not Canadian. They need a birth certificate or something, or that his visa's messed up or something. You think that's crazy, but we're, that's like the next step because they're down to everything. The problem I have with Willard saying this is, is that I know that he's still upset about losing to Purdue. This is a guy, and I tweeted this out. And people were shocked to find out that he said this. He shouted at that scores table that we were cheaters and we've always been cheaters. The scores table. Seriously? I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I just don't. 
the, the, the obsession with trying to minimize what the young man is doing. And I got, by the way, I have plenty of people backing me up on this on Twitter. People that were there behind the Maryland bench, people that were there, uh, you know, right around the scores table. And you know he's shouting this, so it wasn't hard to hear it. That he's this upset. And maybe, you know what, maybe it's one of those things where he has moved on. And maybe it's just they're, they're trying to uh, hype him up a little bit so if they can get the win, it looks better. Maybe that's what they're doing. I, I don't know. He's not my favorite coach in the Big Ten. That's another guy that when I picture him, that's a lot of yelling. That's a lot of berating. We, we had this talk uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the reasons why I like Matt Painter so much is how uh, measured and calm and you know, he gets upset. He get, you know, gets upset. But if I told you to close your eyes and, and picture Matt Painter right now, is he on the court yelling and, and, and aggressive hand gestures and everything? No. If I ask you to picture Brad Underwood right now, what are you picturing? Is he yelling? He's upset, isn't he? What about Fred McCaffrey? Is he upset? What about Tom Izzo? How upset is he? Looking pretty upset, isn't he? What about Jawan Howard? That's why I love Matt Painter so much. He's not going to say things like this. To minimize another kid to put another one over like that because you're upset that you lost the game. I don't know. I, I saw that, and, and I saw it again today, and it kind of just it made me roll my eyes. Because I'd like, again, I just like to think that maybe he is trying to get his team focused on, on this game against Indiana, that he's hyping this kid up as they go into it. But you just, something about his demeanor that I don't want to buy into that. I just can't. You know, best of luck tonight against Indiana. I, you know, we're moving on. We're fine. We're going to be fine. Meet him again. Because I don't think we, do we run into them again? Or is it just the tournament that's the uh, the possibility? I don't know. Do we play them? I don't think we play them one more time. Do, or do we do play them at their house? Right around uh, Valentine's Day. That'll be fun. But a real critical stretch here for the Boilermakers who, you know, sitting up three and a half games, could find themselves uh, next week up four games if things go well. But I'm not discounting going to Assembly Hall, hosting an Iowa team that loves to shoot, going up to Welsh Ryan where they just thrive on playing defense, although I think Purdue matches up extremely well in, in, in that matchup. Another trip to Maryland, and we already saw how physical they got. Now, Ohio State's on the ropes, probably down. At least you get them at home. You still get IU back into town. Wisconsin loves to play defense, doesn't love to play offense. And then there's always those folks over at Champaign. I, I'll never know what the heck's going on over there. But if you can come out of the weekend, and you could be up four games with, uh, what, two, four, six, seven to go? Brother would be absolutely huge for this team. Absolutely huge. 
We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Some of the things that we may have missed, and we wrap up the Hammer Down Show. Hey, welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. We will throw up uh, the uh, full show for you here in just a little bit. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can always listen to that there. So in case you missed uh, Abby Ellis here a little bit ago, uh, you can go back and take a listen to those talks. All right, Pro Bowl is uh, on its way here. Apparently, Las Vegas is a travel nightmare right now. Huge lines for ride shares and taxis and stuff last night. Seen that stuff online. Anyway, um, they've had uh, with the Pro Bowl here. They were short a quarterback. Josh Allen with an elbow injury is not going to be able to go. So we're on a fourth alternate for the AFC, and the AFC has selected Ravens quarterback Tyler Huntley. Really? He has two touchdown passes on the entire season. He would be the that would be the lowest amount of touchdown passes for a quarterback uh, since 1975. Mike Boreala with six touchdown passes for the Eagles. Really, we couldn't find one. There's not one other person worthy. Um, look, he played six games. Two touchdowns, three INTs. Now, Derek Carr also got an invite here to jump in as well. But, (laughs) I mean, Jared Stidham had double the touchdown tosses in one less game than Tyler Huntley did. I know you can't have both him and Carr there. It's awkward. I get it. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are probably hurt. Is, is Billy Zappi still hurt? Is he good to go? He played four games, had five touchdowns, three INTs. What's Cooper Rush's status? I don't remember. Nine games played. Over 1,000 yards passing, five touchdowns, three INTs again. I get it. You need an AFC guy, but at the same time, I, I would much rather get somebody that is clearly earned a spot in the Pro Bowl over... Tyler Huntley, you can go play for the AFC. I don't care. I'm not about to, to step up for Deshaun Watson by any means. That guy had at least 1,100 yards in six games. Tyler Huntley had 658. Double the amount of yards Tyler Huntley had. I guess my point is this. If we are getting down, if this is what we're getting down to, like how does Kenny Pickett not get Kenny Pickett played 13 games, 2,400 yards. I, I don't see, how do they get there to Tyler Huntley? He played how many games this year? What did we say? Uh, six games? Five games? Five games in the regular season. Six total. He was three and three. It's not like they were running away with things with him at quarterback. If we're down to that, it's clearly time to rethink even playing the game. These guys are getting more and more banged up throughout the year. More starting to opt out, too. It's not really worth it to them. It used to at least be they go to Hawaii. They got a Hawaiian vacation out of the deal with the families. Now they go out to Vegas, party, do all that stuff. But (sighs) Tyler Huntley? If we're at that point, clearly, clearly, 
the process is broken. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are also, speaking more NFL news, uh, this is kind of a big deal. They're going to switch to a new synthetic turf. So there's been this big push this year that a lot of these players want to go back to having grass in a lot of the stadiums. Uh, it seems to be better for the knees. Right? Less injuries. But here are the Titans tearing up the grass field, and they'll replace it with a synthetic surface. It's the same one they have inside the practice facility. The team, and this is from ESPN, uh, which already stated, uh, which already started work, is making the change after reviewing injury rates and knowing how difficult it has been to grow grass at Nissan Stadium since it opened in 1999. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't know anything about that stuff, but I I thought the stats told us that the grass was better for the injuries, not worse. This is turf is cutting-edge technology. It'll be improvement in terms of consistency and performance, says team president and CEO Bert Nile. We'll see how the Titans feel about it. But again, another new artificial service when the players had really been working to make a stand on getting more grass fields into the NFL. Titans have led the NFL in each of the past two seasons with the most players used, including setting a league record 91. That's the most in a strike-free season because of injuries. The grass is causing the injuries? And how many of those uh, injuries are happening on their field? That's my other question. You know, they throw out these stats here, and sometimes you got to read between the lines. That's going to do it for us here on uh, the old Hammer Down show. Again, I want to thank Abby Ells for being on. She's fantastic, and uh, I'm so excited for this game on Sunday at Mackey. They are so close to a sellout, so you better hurry up and go to PurdueSports.com. Make sure you get your tickets while you still can, because... Uh, my understanding is that will sell out. Right, so the longer you wait, the worse it is. There ain't no football on Sunday. There's no Purdue men's basketball on Sunday. And no excuses. Get on over there Sunday. Mac Arena, pick up those tickets now and support an amazing team in the Purdue women's basketball squad. So uh, we'll get that interview up, like I said, here on our Facebook and our Twitter pages, uh, where you can always listen to that stuff. Also, if you're on Spotify, you can give us a follow. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, man. We're, like, on everything. There's, like, a whole list they gave me, and I should have just printed it out. But, you know, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we're probably there. So make sure you give us a search. Give us a subscribe, and that way you don't miss out on all of these great guests. Tomorrow's a big day for Purdue football. This is the uh, new signing day, that second signing day uh, for high school athletes. Will they get uh, Kendrick Gilbert? That's the big question. And will there be any surprises? We'll have that for you tomorrow as well. We'll also get you ready for Purdue and Penn State. Men's basketball in Mackey Arena on Wednesday night. So we'll see you back here again tomorrow. 3 o'clock on the Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer. 1017thehammer.com. I will see you tomorrow.